Look at that. So first of all, before we talk about anything, fuck Microsoft Teams. Never use that shit ever again. Fuck Bill Gates. Fuck a lot of them. What a fucking piece of wank that is. That is now 45 minutes has taken us just to actually get this started. So just next to week, in. we're using Skype. Skype, throwing it back a few years there. <laughs> yeah, roll it back. <laughs> oh, you, you can do the intro. You can tell people what we're uh, doing. Cool. So this week on Power Pitch is pretty much new season. New season's just first game week's finished. There's a few things to talk about. Transfers still going on. Teams looking different to last season. Mainly looking at Chelsea with that. But, you know. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal. I don't know. People are saying trying to go for first. Personally, don't see that happening. But, you know, Ed, Ed's watched a few uh, highlights compared to me. I haven't watched any. I didn't even watch the City game. I was in work. I was listening to the City game through the speakers. you got customers saying, what's this? And I'm like, sorry, mate. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, I've gone through all the games. So I've got all the scores and I've just got things to talk about through every team. So I reckon the only way to do this is just go through the the, te- the games and the teams kind of in the order the games were over the weekend. So we'll start with your team. Yeah. City Burnley, 3 0. Obviously, I'm sure you've got a bit of a soft spot for Burnley or company at manager. Um, people, were, people were really rating Burnley. And I know they had a great season in the Championship. I get that. But I've seen people saying they're going to finish like 11, 9th, 10th, 11th. And I'm thinking, you're fucking, you're smoking crap. Yeah. There's no way. Like, I, think, I think they'll be a bit like Bielsa's leads when they come up. Like, really good to watch, good football and that. But they're going to get smoked in some games. They, like three 0 to City, like that's a very good result for a team that's just been promoted, first game back in the Prem, whatever. That's not a bad result. But I watched the highlights, and even in the shorter highlights on Sky, City probably could have had four, five, six, really, <laughs> and you weren't put past it. Yeah. And like they made a few good signings. Now they got that Trafford from you as well, that goalkeeper. I saw that. I saw him in a. Mm. Uh, in that final, yeah, was it under 21s, under 23s? That he was pretty good in that, save that penalty. But I just, I don't know why he's, they've got so much hype. Like, I don't, I don't really see players in that team. That I'm thinking, oh yeah, fuck me, that's a talent that is. No, do you know what it is? It's because they they dominated the championship. Was it even like close? And obviously, what we know of Burnley back in the day, just like Brexit football. Now they're playing possession, do you know what I mean? So I feel like people are saying, oh, they're playing like City. They're going to be like Arsenal version four or whatever but nah they're not they're not going to be like 9th 10th 11th but I'm, I'm I don't think I'll get relegated but they ain't going to be 10th or 11th I'm reckoning like 15 16 yeah I, I don't reckon they're going to be relegated only because yeah. there's some poo teams in the Premier League there's really some <laughs> yeah. teams that are bad like last year I can't bring the loot in town until yeah, until the last couple of weeks though last year there was about 6 teams could have got relegated wouldn't they like there was a lot of bad teams yeah yeah and yeah, I do think that Burnley will beat the teams at the bottom. Yeah, the Lutons, Sheffield United, even teams like Everton, um, mm. maybe Wolves. We'll talk about them in a bit, how bad they are in front of goal. Like, <laughs> Burnley can beat these teams. Also, got that red card. That was a stupid challenge. Yeah, yeah. that was so that was so weird. I think that uh, was so unneeded as well, because the game was over pretty much. It was already 3-0 yeah. or 2-0. And he's gone in, stood up for a slide tackle. There's just no need. But that, that's know. where... People people can like make some bad calls. You know, like Roy Jennings, the old Harland, give give us better established players. Like that was just yeah. a terrible 
Holland. But actually, when it comes to teams and the way they're going to play, you, you do need to put a little bit of respect on like Everton are bad. They are very bad at the moment. But they mm. used to be the Prem. They used to play against Premier League sides. They used to the atmosphere of the Prem. Like, and when they get to relegation about at the end of this season, which I'm sure they'll be in, they will know what's coming. Whereas that like that Burnley challenge alone kind of shows that these players, some of them aren't Premier League players, like, or they maybe they were in the team, but they weren't like starting before when they were in the Prem. And stupid things like that can happen. Um, and yeah, I just don't I don't understand why there's so much hype. Like we've seen like we've seen Norwich and Fulham absolutely batter the championship, like almost every time Shit. they're in it. Do you know what I mean? And they come back up and they go straight back yeah, down. Yeah. Fulham have stayed in now, but they like, it could they're be always, trouble. Yeah, they're always like bouncing in between. I think there's a few teams that stay up. Like I think Leeds will probably they they'll come back up next season. Um, but like Burnley, I, I think they'll be back down eventually in the next three years. I don't see them staying up unless do something like Villa and they sign some random good players out of nowhere. But yeah. they've got investment in them, which they never did yeah. under Sean Dyke. And, and to be honest, I love, I kind of love Sean Dyke. I know Brexit football was shit, <laughs> and I remember losing two in your old traffic tournament. It was fucking horrible. But there was a bit of respect there, at least. Like it was kind of funny to see a guy in twenty twenty two, whatever, still playing fucking four four two or twenty twenty one, like in the Prem. Um, but yeah, and they never invested, did they? I think that four, 15 million for Maxwell Cornet is like their highest ever transfer. Yeah, it's like yeah. But now, but now they're chucking 20 million on a goalkeeper that's not even played like senior games. And I'm thinking, well, maybe they've had a change of art. I don't know if they've changed owners or something. But wait, let's, all right, I've, I've taken so many notes in this game. Let's talk about some of the things I've actually got notes on rather than just Burnley generally. <laughs> Quick fire, how many goals is Haaland getting in the league this year? Quick fire. You know what? I don't think it's going to be as many. I'll say. 28. I say 28. I don't think he's going to break the record, but I reckon he'll get high again. Got no games so. to challenge him this year. Yeah, but I, I think the, yeah, the cane was never even close to him, really. It was just mental that he ended. Yeah, like, if anything, uh, because Haaland slowed down so much at the end of the season, the cane even got close to him. Do you know what I mean? He was, I don't think he was ever more than like six or seven behind. Like, he was never less than six or seven behind him like the whole season. But I don't think, I don't think the cane challenge gets him. But I think, oh, I don't know. He looked fucking dangerous the other day. Rodri looked really good as well. Yeah, Rodri's yeah. finally getting the recognition, man. But I said this all last year. Rodri's the best in the world in his, in his position. But everyone's gone. these Casemiro shouts, party. I swear, when I started hearing party against Rodri, I thought, come on. Casemiro, I get it. I get it for Casemiro. He's not on the same Yeah, he's, he's a serious guy. But Casemiro's class, like, he was probably our fucking best player yesterday still. Um, yeah. And obviously Foden started yesterday. He didn't play that much last season as well. Do you think he's going to have a bigger role this year than he did last year? Well, do you know what it is? I've just read uh, about an hour ago, City came out. So, uh, the Bruins out for the rest of the year. I have just so, read, yeah. Yeah. I'm, say, I'm seeing that either if we get this um, for Quetta, he's either going to play the, the Kevro, which I don't like, or Foden's going to just take that up. Do you know what I mean? And Bolden's going to be the, the cam, which is, yeah. it is what it is. He can play that, but I think now that we've got rid of Mahrez, he should be playing on the wing, but obviously Kev's well, going to take that role. Alvarez, In that Burnley game, yeah. it was Alvarez. Um, yeah, yeah, top. yeah. I mean, well, that he, could work. He dropped the Bruyne down next to Rodri and put Alvarez in there at cam, I thought it was interesting. Maybe he's trying to kind of have like a two-strike assistant 
But do you know um, what it is? I think it's because with Alvarez, he's actually a talent. Like, he's a serious talent. It's pointless having him on a bench because he will leave if he don't get game time because he can start for a lot of teams. Nah, I don't right, know. I think, I think Foden will have a big, big season this year, but he gets so much critique off everyone. It's ridiculous. But I'm seeing like when he plays on the wing, he gets critiqued because he should be playing in Cam. When he plays on Cam, people say he should be on the wing. Like he should be playing for England. He should be like he's a good player, man. But he was out the rest of the season last year because of he had his um he had a an injury. It wasn't even an injury. I don't think he had a operation for his appendix. I think something like that. And then it's when he came back, Grealish was on fire, so he just couldn't fit in a team. But realistically, Foden's going to start most games, most big games anyway. You've got to take up the, the Kevin De Bruyne role, which is going to be tough, but he can do it, I reckon. Do you think do you think you might struggle without De Bruyne? It's, it sounds stupid to say, because his team's just a fucking joke throughout, but the only times I've ever watched City and thought, they're not they're not at that level is only when De Bruyne is either not in, not playing at all or not involved. Like when we managed to beat you last year at Old Trafford, it was because Fred just fucking marked him out of the game completely. Yeah. Like I mean, winning like a flying shit was never anywhere else but next to De Bruyne, and that was and that was one of the worst performances I saw from you for the whole season. Just because he, I think he was maybe the team was a bit surprised, but he was just taken out of the game. So, but obviously, it's different having there will still be people in there. But uh, I don't know. I just it's so stupid. I just think. On the one hand, I'm like, best midfielder in the world, makes yeah. the team unbelievable. On the other hand, the rest of the team's still fucking unbelievable. So even without him, I still think you're probably the best team in the league. I do I do think, though, that Haaland's goals are going to take a hit with De Bruyne gone because I'm sure Haaland mm. got assisted at least half of his goals from De Bruyne last season, something like that. So it's going to take a hit, but still, we'll still be good. Still be good. But yeah, and De Bruyne like, gone, Last thing about City, because otherwise we're just going to talk about City and fucking United for the next hour and a half. What's going on with John Stones then? I've had my fucking fantasy team no <laughs> morning before the game, and now it says he's injured. Is that real? Mate, him and Diaz didn't even travel with the team. They both haven't travelled to Sevilla uh, to play Sevilla in Greece for tomorrow. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. I think Stones might he, he might have pulled something, but. The amount of defenders we have now is ridiculous. Like good defenders as well. Got Laporte, Aki, Akanji, Diaz, Stones, Guardio, and then we've got Kyle Walker who can play centre back. It's mad. It's mad. I don't know. I think Guardio's good, but Stones should be starting for us. But he started Rico Lewis ahead of him, which I found mad. Like, Rico Lewis is a player, but yeah, he must <laughs> but, be. Or is this Pep just yeah. doing that weird thing where players have good season and he just goes, nah, fuck off, you've had enough of you now. I want my new toy to play with instead. Like, so Literally weird. what he did to Foden last season. <laughs> yeah. And he did. And I know Laporte got an injury, but he did it to Laporte as well. Laporte was the fucking best centre-back in the Premier at one point. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> fuck off, you're done. Never play again. Like, don't know, it's just trendy loves. But right, let's move on. Let's move on. Next one I've got written <laughs> down. Newcastle 5, Aston Villa 1. Now... Yeah, there were better games on the weekend, but that was that was a fucking crazy result. Mm-hmm. I I thought Villa were going to be really good this year. Unai Emery's a good manager as well. They've made good signings. Mm-hmm. Yarby's good. Pau Torres is good. I think they got Tillemans on a free as well. Been the good player. 
I thought, and I thought that was an interesting game because I, I was kind of thinking those two would be similar. I thought Newcastle would be better, but I thought they'd come in a similar area of the table at least. But they absolutely fucking destroyed Villa. And yeah, yeah. from watching the highlights and see what people were saying, Newcastle were not playing like they did last season. Last season yeah. was all about like, defending and being difficult to play against. Like, they were attacking like fuck. They were putting moves together they was they were knocking the ball around unbelievably so do you think that it's going to be a whole different season for them not the old newcastle and straight into just a new yeah. crazy attack team well do you know what it is i think last season they were shot for sure making like the defense good they had all these six foot five six foot six defenders like it's mad like you can't get through that yeah Brexit defenders yeah. and now they've signed they signed harvey barnes um, the Anthony Gordon, surely signed someone else as well. Like they're making the attack actually like productive rather than just say maximum on the wing doing skills. Now he's gone, they're signing like strikers like at Isak. What a player! Yeah, what Wait, did you player. see his goal? Your second yeah. goal, <laughs> unbelievable! Unbelievable! Isak is a player. I can't believe he signed for Newcastle to be fair, but. I thought he was going to go to you lot or Liverpool, one of them two, but the fact he signed for Newcastle, I bet the two is pausing. He was one of their players that everyone knew about, but everyone was like, nah, just leave him in Spain or whatever. He's not, yeah. he's not like, he's not really like a Prem striker. He's what, like six foot three, but fucking dance on the ball like he's five foot two. It's absolutely nuts. And he's such a remember, player. He's the assist he got last year when he ran down the fucking line as well. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He could be in for like he was not going to get golden boot because Han was going to get it, but he could be up there, mate. I wouldn't surprise if he got over twenty goals in the prem. Like he's already got two no, in yeah. good last year as well. I think a lot of people were expecting Wilson to start ahead of him, though. That's what it was. But now people are seeing how good he is. They're going to realize like, yeah, he's a serious player, and that, like, oh, I can see him moving to, uh, maybe next year or year after. If he performs super well this year in Newcastle, don't get Champions League or whatever. But uh, Isak's a player. Isak's a serious player. I mean, I think Newcastle, mate, depends on it. Do, do you mean that? Yeah. Really go, like, it's easy, I think, as well. So, between with Newcastle, Villa and Brighton, obviously, all in Europe this season, most of them first time in fucking decades, if not first time ever, like, and I think that all them teams could look good up until the point where the European games start hitting. Because you do yeah. start to lose players, fitness goes completely off a cliff. Do you know what I mean? You're not even really training with your players anymore because if you're playing Saturday, resting Sunday, Monday, straight into the game Tuesday, resting Thursday, Friday, or Wednesday, Thursday, you you might have half a training session on a Friday and straight back into the next game. So it will be interesting to see how European football does affect them teams. Um, but you, yeah, man, I couldn't believe it. I honestly couldn't believe it. I, I know they're a good team, but I was not expecting them to just... No, no way. I wasn't expecting 5-1. Battered them, mate. <laughs> Villa had some good chances, but they were probably a little bit unlucky, mate. Watkins was Watkins looked good, and that Diaby looked mm. fucking good as well. Like, they, they could be crucial for Villa this season, definitely. Like I could see them two linking up for, like, 20 between them, you know, for goals and assists each. But, mate, Newcastle, I wasn't, I wasn't that nervous about Newcastle. I thought mm. they'd spend big and not be that much better, but... They look fucking good. Yes, they look good on Saturday. And 
no, I'm already not, not going to make top four because it might be them. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what it is? The new, Aston Villa defence was getting big up. They had Paul Torres, that big Tyrell Mings. Signed someone else, can't remember in defence as well. And Luca Digne. Like, they've got a good defence. To get smashed five goals behind them, you're thinking like... Mm. I don't know. Well, the thing is, I don't think... Tyrell Mings, I don't think, was playing, to be fair. And he does make a big difference. Yeah. Digne, like, he's really good going forward, but I don't think he's that great defensively. He, he's all, he's not bad, but I don't think he's not, like, fucking unbelievable. And Matty yeah. Cash... Is he Matty Cash still plays Villa, did he? Because I think, I think it was him I saw fucking blast a ch- an easy chance clean over the bar as well. Like, literally yeah. just had to tap it off the and it was going to go in. Like, he'd gone past the keeper already. And he fucking fired it straight into <laughs> right head. So, yeah, I, w- I wasn't expecting that from Villa. I'm sure the thing is, well, like, with all of this stuff, I don't think you can... You can't take too much in the first game of the season. Same as you can't take too yeah, much. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, it'll, I reckon it'll, 12, 15 games, you'll figure out what's going on. Like, with the Burnley stuff, obviously, they played the what, treble winners, champions of the world. Like, you can't really base what you can off them. And, like, Newcastle, you can tell that they're serious, but you can't tell how good they are compared to, like, the Arsenal's, the City, the United. Can't tell you. But I reckon they'll be good. I think with Newcastle as well is that they do have, um, when they're at home, they are so much better than they are away from home. Yeah. I watched, I was at Old Trafford last year when we played them and it was fucking nil-nil, it was shit, but we definitely should have scored a few goals. And like the way they played then was, yeah, it was like defensive. Like they did go forward here and there, but it was like, just don't fucking concede the chances. But then we played them at home, like at their home, way different. They were way more attacking and putting it on more. And obviously, you know, fucking St. James Park, like, they go they go wild in there. They'll go wild for yeah. the Champions League, well, to be fair. I could see it, mate. If they get to like, the quarterfinals and semi-finals Champions League, I'll lose my fucking mind. Yeah, it'll be mad. It'll be mad. I'd, I do see them dropping out of the group stage, so I reckon they'll get a mad, like... You reckon? Yeah. Mate, I, was, I, was, I was saying this to you last year, anyway, about the Champions League, because I think so many of these European teams are not as good as they used to be. I don't... I think mm. a lot of the European League generally are dropping off, and I honestly think that Newcastle in a lot of leagues would come second if they wouldn't win it. Like, their team, especially after seeing that and how well they played together, Tanani's fucking good as well, mate. I would take him at United. Yeah, he's unreal. He's a good player. He's <laughs> unreal. Mate, I think, I think they could do well in the Champions League. I'd like, I think it would be well entertaining just to see him get to a court. Do you know what I mean? Imagine if they fucking play against like Real Madrid. Yeah. <laughs> like how Newcastle is a close game or something like that. <laughs> and it's a fight as well. Do you know what I mean? Real Madrid just pip it at the last minute. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Eddie Howe in the Champions League quarterfinals. They're on a trackie. <laughs> like, wild. Which also, let's, let's use that as a good lean on. From one Eddie Howe wearing a trackie to one Roy Hodgson almost fucking knocking a Sheffield United's head players clean off. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that in the game. Unbelievable. I did, I've seen that. <laughs> so good. How old is he? How old is he? He's like 78, 79 now. Oldest old manager ever in the Prem. And he looked like he was going to fucking rip his head off. I was well <laughs> impressed. Go on, boy. Go on, boy. When I seen the clip, I was like, oh, it's got to be from his pre-year back or something. There's no way he's still doing that. I check it and he's got the Crystal Palace goals on, I think. Fucking now. He's ready to scrap someone at his big age. I yeah, a, a third of his age probably Roy Hodgson's about to fucking knock his head yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously again talking about Sheffield United lost uh, to Crystal Palace 1-0 mm. um, watching that I was thinking Eze is going to 
crucial for Palace this year. Obviously, Zaha's gone and in Turkey. Elise, I've literally just seen earlier, but like, I was going to Chelsea. Well, as a rumor, we've now said he's going to Chelsea, so that means yeah, he's gone. They don't, they don't lie. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's harder, Crystal but I, I just see them struggling to get goals a little bit. Like that mm. game was one 0 Sheffield United had chances; they did have a few chances, but I just see them struggling. Like a lot of teams, to be honest, we're going to go through. I really see them struggling to score goals, especially yeah. Zaha and Elise. Well, even with like you know at Sheffield United, they've give last season their best players were McAtee for. Oh well, yeah, who's on loan, and we took we're just talking back now. Just back, he and came on against Palace yeah. a bit, yeah. So it's tough for both of them teams, but yeah, Palace are going to struggle this season, I think. Especially if oh. this Elise deal pulls through, yeah, they'll struggle because he's just yeah, going to turn to a rotation player for Chelsea. I think they are getting thirty-five million for him, which isn't a which isn't a bad price. You probably. I think it's his release clause. Yeah, yeah. Get more if you were selling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea, fuck me. If Chelsea come for your player, just add like 30 million on just for shits and giggles. Um, but I think Sheffield United are relegated. I yeah, yeah. I can I say don't that. See them, I don't see them having the team or just, no, just yeah. them and Luton in my mind are just absolute sure. Sure. And I think everyone, it's, probably. Yeah. Everyone said this about Bournemouth last year. Everyone, all of if you watch YouTube Dixon, all of them said Bournemouth getting relegated, and obviously they actually ended up doing pretty well the second half of the season. But yeah, just, you know, I look, I just can't, I just can't see it. Like they don't have the squads. I don't think they've they've not invested so heavily and bought you know little tricky players from here and there. Do you think? And all you know, maybe. Well, yeah, it's it's mad to look at like, some of the players. Goals. Didn't they just? Was it them that they just bought Ross Barkley? Was it Luton? Luton, a free transfer. Rust Barkley, I just what? think it's just so random. Like you buy an old wash players to play in the current Premier League, which is even higher than when they were in it. It, it doesn't make sense to me. But I do feel bad for Sheffield United and Luton because they ain't got the money as well to back it. They ain't got the money to get ah. these teams. Like if you even look at Luton's stadium, they literally nearly postponed the first game because they couldn't get the stadium right. I think, uh, I think Luton didn't even mean to get promoted, did they? I think it, it wasn't even expected. <laughs> was it? They weren't even doing well. I think they were in the relegation zone after the first like, few games in yeah, Championship yeah. and then just went crazy then. But as we are talking about old wash players and Luton Town, we can move on to Brighton, beating Luton 4-1 and a wash player of James Milner signed up on a free. What a going Brighton. Out of Brighton sold Kai Sado for 150 million and McAllister oh for 35. So they've made 150 million quid of midfielders and they've signed the yeah. Hood on a the Hood, it? I think it might have been a free as well. And James Milner, yeah. like, what is going on there? I mean, I know they smack Luton, but what is Luton? That's the thing. Yeah, uh, where do you like where do they spend this money? Because they get these ridiculous talents like Matoma's going to go for millions next year. Matoma's going to go for serious money and they just sold that guy Sado who was getting two bids of 100 plus. <laughs> he said, he said, don't want to go to the Scousers. Let me just go to Chelsea. Good. Very and good. Obviously... Really made me laugh. <laughs> Quite a lot. Yeah. It's May, when that... We'll get back to Brighton and Lillian. When, when, when Sado was going to go into the fucking Liverpool, I thought, shit, their midfield is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it's going to be good. All of a sudden now they're a team definitely getting in the top four. 
and they bottled it and he went to fucking Chelsea instead, which made me really happy. But <laughs> I was like, scared of Chelsea. But I couldn't believe that though. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think Brighton, the, they didn't play particularly. I watched the highlights for that game because I'm re- I really like Matoma. But they didn't really play that too impressive. I'm not going to lie. They just played standard Brighton football. Because I think it's because it was Luton. It was inevitable that they were going to win. Um, yeah. I think Brighton are just like going to stay the same as they were last year. Not not amazing, not ch- like challenging for Europe, but they're not going to get relegated. No way. Well, they have got Europe this year, haven't they? Been they got Europa League or conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's conference. Um, but it's like really, you know what I mean? It'd be interesting to see how that affects them as well, playing the extra games. Um, mm. well, it's really got stamina, man. Shut up, mate. How is that bloke still going in the league? It's smacking it. It is insane. Like, I got it a bit for Liverpool, yeah, when you're playing the Klopp style and mm. just a couple of people were just going to fucking run and run and run so him and Henderson could, like, do something effective <laughs> in them teams. But, like, he's not even got... He doesn't even have the legs like he used to have. Like, I don't know what... But, to be honest, knowing it's Brighton, they might just turn him into fucking, I don't know, Perlo or something and make him unbelievable for the next few years. Yeah, um, but a Brighton player I do want to talk about is Evan Ferguson, the striker. Scored again yeah. that game. How big a season could he have and how much do you reckon he'll get bought for next summer? Because honestly, he could be an 80, 90 million pound player as well. If he gets like 10, 15 goals this yeah. year, that's a given, I think. Do you know what it is? When I seen Welbeck starting over him, I was a bit confused anyway. I was like, I don't know. I feel like this Evan Ferguson's a player. And um, <laughs> I've just searched him here. Man United are already <laughs> li- listening on. the end of the transfer window. I had him out. United and me. I mean, fair enough, man. But yeah, he's 18, he's young. I didn't know he was that young, to be fair. Tottenham should take that fucking money from Kane right now and fucking put it all on him. They actually should. I I haven't even thought about that. They actually should. That 100 mil they got, it's just got to go, look, this is exactly the money we got. Take it. Because you know what? I watched watched the Spurs game and (laughs) Richarlison is a bad football player. He's a bad football player. I don't know how he went for what, 40, 50 million or something. And he's now the main guy after Harry Kane. He can't kick the ball. <laughs> he can't shoot. I don't understand how he's a striker. It makes no sense to me. Uh, he was a bit of a pre-season, need... pre-season Perlo, mate. He fucking bagged goals in pre-season. <laughs> he that that game and celebrated like mad as they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Um, right, no, they, should, they should, yeah. Yeah, go on. Last of Brighton, because we got we're gonna get to these fucking teams. You stop jumping ahead. We've got them all written down. <laughs> we're in the list. Uh, the last thing I have for Brighton was Esther Pinyan looking fucking good again as well. Mm. That fullback, and what really wound up about how good he played is like, I had him on fucking dream team and I took him out. What a twat! <laughs> Unbelievable man. Um, but just another another ridiculously good player Brian have he could he could get bought for like 50 mil next year as well 50 60 mil yeah. wouldn't surprise me I don't actually know how old he is to be fair but knowing Brian he's probably like fucking 22 and just unbelievable um so we'll move on from them talk about two teams who could be in the relegation scrap this year 
Everton losing 1-0 to Fulham at Goodison Park as well. Um, yeah. Everton have got to be in a bit of a game. But actually, in all fairness to Everton, from watching the bits of that game that I have, they fucking should have won like 3-1. Like, they peppered Fulham. I think Fulham had about two chances there. They were all over them. Could not finish their dinner. Literally wasted chance after chance after chance. Um, and Fulham, in all fairness, obviously get their goal, we'd be happy to win. But I think they're going to have a tough season as well, mate. Obviously, the Saudi League's been picking them apart. I actually yeah, got told, ridiculous. See, I got told not long ago, I, I know a guy who's a Fulham fan, he was saying that he thinks they're doing it because apparently their owner's son or something a couple of months ago, like, cussed out the Saudi League. They said something, He said something like, oh, it's, you know, it's, a, it's sport washing or something like that along those yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, that's why they've just fucking run through them. Like, let's take the manager, let's take Mitrovic, let's take William. Um, no, I didn't know about that. I didn't either. When he said it, I went, ah, oh, that's why they're <laughs> just taking anything from your club they can. Yeah, there we go. Um, no, I mean, I didn't watch this game at all. I, I just, I put a bet on for a draw. That was literally all I did. But I'm looking at stats now, it's ridiculous. It's so one-sided. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Everton, 19 shots to nine shots. Like, yeah, man. That's ridiculous. They I don't were, know the team. Everton team is not a bad team as well. Like, no, not terrible, no. You know, like, I like Iwobi. Iwobi, at, at the I beginning mean, of his career, he was I shit. I hate him. I fucking hate well, him. Last season, he was pretty good. You can't deny last season. He got player of the season for Everton or something like that. He was pretty good last season, and that picture. <laughs> put that in a trophy cabinet, man. Yeah, <laughs> still more than Spurs, I guess. Um, so I've got written down there for. I got a little bit about strikers of both teams, really. Obviously, yeah, like we said, Everton had so many fucking chances, could not get a goal. Still without Carver Lewin, good striker, horrendously injury prone, and similarly. Injury problem striker for Fulham, Raul Jimenez as well. He's signed Fulham now. And yeah. four years ago, I would have said that's a fucking great signing. He no, has yeah. been, since that crack goal, he has not been the same. Which I understand you know what? injury. Yeah. I'm very surprised he still plays football to this day. Because like the way he went off, the, the amount of recovery he did, you should you should just retire. Like there's no reason for you to play football. <laughs> But, I mean, if he wants to come back, like, well, I swear, when he was in his prime, there shots from Real Madrid, Benzema replacement, I'm thinking, jeez, OK. He, he retired, he doesn't retire, he gets that injury, comes back and now he's playing for Fulham. Like, is what it is. Yeah, but if I cracked my skull and someone offered me, like, multiple thousands of pounds a week to go do something, True. even if it was hitting my head against a brick wall, I'd probably go, yeah, go on now. Well, have, you, have you seen Fulham just signed Adama Traore as well? It's a, weird it's, it's a weird signing. It's a weird signing because everyone goes on about him and he's just... He's just yeah. all dribbling, nothing else. <laughs> I, I've never seen a player. He's so amazing at dribbling, so fucking good on the ball and so terrible at passing and shooting. Like, it's yeah. another level. I think every time United played against Wolves when he was there, he probably got clean through the defence four or five times a game on average. And I don't think he ever got a goal or assist against us because literally the final ball was fucking dire every time. Yeah. And to be honest, 
Sent Maxman was better, but I think I think he was a bit the same, mate. Amazing on the ball, so good at dribbling. But sometimes, like, he would go for them, like, fucking amazing shots. When it went in, you're like, oh, my God, he's dribbled past four people. It's yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah. But how many times did he waste it? And like, yeah, it's like a one in three chance. But they've sold him now. And look how fucking good their attack is. Like, without yeah, him, yeah. Newcastle, do you know what I mean? And, yeah, weird, weird sign. I don't know why anyone would go in for a diamond shot, like, in the Prem, at least. Yeah, in the Prem. I thought he'd move to Saudi, to be fair. But, yeah, I mean, Fulham... And Everton, they're definitely going to be battling for relegation. We know that. But I'm not mm. sure. I, I don't know. One of them could make a signing because they are established Premier League teams at this point. So they have pulled from certain leagues. But I, I don't know. Yeah, Everton, they need a few players and Fulham need a lot of players because they get picked apart. So they need to replace these players that they're getting taken away from. And we can have a nice, clean roll through to two more teams that could be potential relegation battlers. One maybe less than the other, but Bournemouth and West Ham. One all draw in the first game. Hard, hard to tell with either of them. Bournemouth actually ended the, end of the season really good last year. Yeah. Have made a few signings, could be a bit better. West Ham have obviously lost their talisman in Declan Rice and are going to sign some mm. unbelievable players like Harry Maguire. And obviously got James oh, Ross I could that. not believe that. Oh, that's so completely left my mind. I totally forgot. Why would anyone in the Premier League <laughs> want Harry Maguire? I'm sorry. Let him go back to Leicester. Nah. If, if you're going to play, if you're going to play defensive, he'll do your job. He will. Like, he was good for us when we had Ollie yeah. just doing it all out defensive. Like, he was all right then. If you're a team like West Ham, I could see him doing something. I mean, they wanted, they wanted McTominay as well. United said no to 60 million for a pair of them. What That's the right. fuck are they thinking? If, yeah, you're if not going to get a better deal than that. If I was director of football at fucking United and I got offered 60 million for a pair of them, I'd walk them up there on my back or down there. Yeah. Back. I mean, I'd be like, you can fucking have them, boys, 100%. Take, we'll take 30. They, they should both be gone. And... If that's if that's where their signings going as well, I'd be a bit concerned. Um, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? It's Jared Bowen. Yeah. What a goal! Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fucking ping in that game. I, I can see him having. You know, what was it two seasons ago? He had that insane season where he got so many goals and assists for West Ham. Mm. I can see it happening again because he's a player. He has the talent. You know what I mean? But do you know what it is with West Ham? That's that's really like I don't know something about him. They're too money hungry. Like he said they they they're asking for like ninety million, hundred million from a quitter from from us. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Uh, City, we we offered I think it was seventy million. They said no, we want ninety million. And like we're a team that we don't overpay for players unless like every now and again. Now, every now and again, like Gavardio, we overpaid for him, I reckon. Grealish, we overpaid. Yeah, obviously that one was coming. But like, most of the players we pay for, pay like a decent price. But 90 million for a West Ham player is ridiculous. Like, I'll get West, I get Declan awesome. Rice. <laughs> I, I, get, I get Declan Rice, English tax and that. But Paqueta, the Brazilian, no English tax on that. He's played one year in the Prem. He wasn't really like, outstanding like that. But if, if they do lose into us, they're going to struggle a bit, especially if they sign Maguire. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Warprow's an interesting one because 
don't know. Yeah. Like, he's over a dead ball, but I feel like he's lost a bit of prowess, actually, in open play. Like, he used to be so good for Spurs, not just open. Like, everyone knows for his free kicks. But he used to be a solid midfielder for him as well. I don't think he was that great for Southampton last year. And I know the whole team wasn't great. But I don't think he was amazing. So it'd be... It's a weird one, is They've got so much money from that Declan Rice move, and they didn't. So they didn't get like. It doesn't seem like they've got smart signings in. They feel like yeah, no, I see But they're just picking like the easiest targets in the like from the prem or like being in the prem and just going, yeah, 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 that would do. And I just yeah. don't. I don't know. I, I see West Ham struggling this season, big time. Oh, just just to uh, stop you there. I've just seen a tweet from Fabrizio. Harry Maguire's move to West Ham is now off. Yeah, I seen it earlier. Mate. Hey, Joe, the worst part is they're giving him seven million to fuck off as well to pay off his wages. <laughs> they give us thirty, and we actually get twenty-three because you are paying so much fucking money to get rid of him, and he yeah. still won't fucking roll the slab. I can't. Um, <laughs> uh, one last thing for about Bournemouth because we always get sidetracked. Uh, yeah, Dominic. Yeah. Another strange player, Dominic Solanke. I remember watching them when they played against Liverpool last year, and he could have fucking buried them. He could have got like four goals in that game, and he wasted every single chance. And he might yeah. have got their goal. I think he wasted all the chances. Uh, did score, did score their goal in that game. But I think Bournemouth, the the difference between Bournemouth being like 16th and 12th could be Dominic Solanke having a good season. Yeah, I mean. He has the he has the like potential to do it, but then sometimes, like as you said, he just misses opportunities and opportunities. But he's a bad mm. sometimes. It, it, it's up and down with him. I remember having him in my FPL like two seasons ago, and he was like so cheap and so many goals. And then next season, he's just just one goal. It's like so <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. He's he's a player, but then obviously it depends on the team at the same time. Like, they were struggling mm. last season, and. He didn't really step up. But hopefully, I mean, he's got a goal already, so maybe. The thing is, he, he didn't get a consistent goal. But he did get some more crucial goals. We did get quite, he did get a bit of respect. Yeah. I think he 10, 11, maybe even 12. But they, a lot of them were, like, fucking crucial goals. And, like, it, is, it definitely is good for them. Like, it's probably as good a striker as Bournemouth can realistically have with, and actually keep him. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not so good that an Arsenal or a fucking Liverpool or someone's going to come in and try and sign him. But he is good enough that he can be like a decent attacking threat for them. But to be honest, that game was fucking boring. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I didn't watch that one. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, if if you could ask me, like, which teams are not gonna watch their games this season? West Ham definitely <laughs> for being there. Just no, no interest in yeah. either team. I don't even know a fan of either team as well. Like that's, do you know what I mean? Like, whatever team, I know like one or two. Yeah, one or two. You know someone, but no, them don't know anyone. So now we'll move on to an interesting game. Arsenal 2-1 against Forest. Forest looked all right. Arsenal started well, ended a bit shaky. Can Arsenal win the Premier League this year? See, everyone, all these Arsenal fans, especially AFTV, I've watched too many of their videos now. They're way too gassed. Like, it's their first time in the Champions League in however long, like five years, maybe. And they've got a completely different team. The team's full of youngsters. Uh, Jesus is out already. Like, the season that he was starting, he's... I think he's written down is, can Jesus stay fit? 
because he's terrible <laughs> for it, mate. He won't. Like that was a problem with us. Like we needed a striker when he was when he was available, injured. And when he was available, he's just shit in front of goal. But Enkettia's good. I, I rate Enkettia, but I don't think he's a he's not a season long player. Do you know what I mean? He's he's very up mm. and down. Declan Rice is a great signing. Havertz is a all right signing. I think I thought they were signing him as a striker, and now he's playing midfield next alongside Odegaard. I think. It's a bit weird. It's a bit of a weird midfield. I think the midfield kind of stinks. I'm not going to lie. See that, They've got talent, but it kind of stinks. Where Haberts plays was the weird thing. Uh, Rice, I think, is a good sign. And Timber, you're in Timber, is a good sign as well. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. He's a good player. Um, I'll talk about Ray in a minute because I've got something I want to say about him as well. But I don't. I never understood where Haberts was going to play. Like if, you yeah. picked him up, if you picked him up for 35, 40, 45 mil, I would have said... Yeah, fair enough. Do you know what I mean? It's just someone you could just stick in here and there. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. makes you think, oh, that's a player you're trying to put in your team. He's not playing in front of Jesus if he's fit. He's not playing in front of Ogard if he's fit. He's not playing in front of Martinelli or Saka if they're fit. So where does he... Like, he has to be in, He has to be one of them attack positions. He's not better than any of them yeah. players. Why have they even bought him for so much money? Well, there's no way they've paid £65 million for a bench player. And I think he's the highest wage. I think he's on the highest wage at Arsenal as well. That is that, fucking there's no terrible. way you that can be paying all that money for a bench. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, he's definitely not better than any players in the position that he can play. Like the only one you can say is if Jesus is injured and Nketiah's injured, and Nketiah's can't play obviously two games a week, full ninety minutes. He just have to be the backup backup striker. But even at Chelsea, he wasn't a bags man. I don't know him as a striker. I, I think, I think I Havertz, yeah. Cool. He's, not, he's not a striker. He's, he was good as like a, a wide midfielder. He's not a good winger. He ain't got the pace to be a winger in the Premier League anymore. He's good in the midfield, but alongside Odegaard, I don't see it. I actually don't see it. I, think when, I genuinely think their midfield stinks. Rice, is, Rice and Partey is pretty solid. We've already got in front. That's a pretty solid midfield. Yeah, but why Havertz? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Havertz like, makes more sense to me. When, yeah. when he was in Leverkusen, he was playing, he was playing like centre-forward with a striker in front of him. Do you know what I mean? And would have like... Have yeah, one yeah. Obviously, he never did that at Chelsea. And then, and that's... So, again, when they signed him, I thought, well, the only thing you can say about Havertz is, but that makes him work is having that striker to play off. So, does that mean he's taking Odegaard's spot and playing with, like, with Jesus? No fucking way. No, Odegaard no. is... One of the probably one of the best players in the whole league last year, like was in that conversation with like Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno and that Cam conversation, how good they were. Like he is not being replaced by Kai Havertz, so why spend all that money? And the the money that's spent on Havertz makes this next transfer weird. The Raya signing, first mm. of all, is Ramsdale in danger of being replaced? I've never been sure, the biggest right? fan. Got a lot, got a lot of flack for not rating Ramsdale that highly. Even from an Arsenal fan a couple of weeks ago, and I was telling, I was telling him Arteta doesn't rate him that highly because he wants to spend David Rea to fucking replace him, and he's going nah, yeah. nah, nah. Two days later, he's fucking signed in. But the Rea deal is not even a is not even a buy right now. It's a loan, and with a with a deal to buy at the end of the season because they can't afford. I didn't know that. On FFP, they can't afford to sign him this year for like twenty eight million. So you're thinking, so they've spent sixty five million on Havertz, but they can't put twenty eight million on Rea until next year. Why have they yeah. spent that money? 
there's got to be something behind the scenes or something we're not seeing with Ramsdale because there's no reason for Ramsdale, who was like last season getting shouts for England number one, to now be swapped for Raya. I, I rate Raya. I think Raya's a great keeper. But Ramsdale, there's, there's no signing from like what we've been watching or why he should be being replaced. The only thing is, he's a bit dodgy under pressure. He wasn't, at the end of last season, he wasn't great. He did, yeah. I mean, I know the whole Arsenal team kind of did struggle late on in last year. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't amazing. And I do think Ray is probably a better keeper, mate. Like, I just, I just think Ramsdale is in trouble now. And it would be in, even if, even if Ray had been somehow brought in to be like the backup goalkeeper, which would be insane if he's the backup. Yeah, yeah. Like Ramsdale's going to have it in the back of his head now. Like it's just put pressure on him. Like and, and also if they're going to loan him a buy next year, why don't they just give Ramsdale a season and just buy him next year anyway? Like what? Yeah. I don't get what they're him from loaning him in now. Like, but now anytime Ramsdale makes a mistake, he's going to be thinking, oh, maybe next week, maybe 100%. it's going to be Raya now had a stinker, and I don't think that helps. And it's, and then even if Raya gets in, you know, if he if he becomes like you know like if you're on FIFA career mode, you have like your cup your cup keeper and your league keeper. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, if Ray is just doing other cup competitions or whatever, or filling him in them games, and then he's going, oh, it doesn't fucking matter because I'm never getting in in front of Ramsdale in the league. Like, he's not going to be playing as well yeah. as he could. I don't, I don't think having two good keepers that are on a very similar level is, is actually good for either of them. Well, to be fair, I didn't actually know it was a loan until you just said it. That makes absolutely no sense to me. As, as a loan keeper, you should never have a keeper that's like, he was big time last season. Like, he's mm. a good, good keeper. I think he's probably better than Ramsdale, if I'm being like completely honest. I reckon I'd prefer Ray uh, over Ramsdale. They're either the same, or Ray is just that bit better in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not Miles. It's not Miles. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a random one that because there's no way they've signed him as a loan to be. Maybe he's Champions League keeper. Maybe they've got him as backup because obviously they're playing Champions League, Carabao FA, and Premier League for the first time in however long. Ramsdale could get injured. Maybe they're like getting prepared for that or something. I don't know. But then you do that in all the other positions as well, wouldn't you? You won't just do it in keeper. Yeah, exactly. You could keep it's, a last. It's a very deal. weird deal. I thought it was weird anyway when they were signing him, and it's literally today that I've seen it's a loan. Then I was literally like, what, what the fuck Good is shit. going on? How is a loan? How can they not afford an FFP 28 million when fucking mm. Chelsea just signed off on 200 million of players in the last three days? Like, what is going on? Um, what else have I got written down about Arsenal, that Arsenal game? Um, Saka's goal, naughty, cuts in from the right, of course, fucking bend it. Uh, how many quick fire again? How many goals and assists do you think Saka's gonna get in the Prem this year? I'm thinking he's gonna get 25 plus combined, yeah, combined 25 plus, probably. If Jesus comes back in time and is like fit and can stay fit, I say for is them two together is like dangerous like dangerous combination because it's like both of them score and assist it's not like feeding into Jesus and then because obviously Jesus shit in front of goal <laughs> like feeding that back have so you never see it. <laughs> nah, Saka's a good player though Saka's a good player I reckon yeah. 30 if Jesus is fit and like if we say all oh, comps if they if they go far in the Champions League and they have the ability to I mean all comps I'd say 35 plus I just said yeah. just I think he could. Just Prem 25, yeah. He got it. I think he got that last year, didn't he? I think he had over 10 for goals and assists 
on both. Yeah, he's one of one of the only players that did it or something. Yeah. That him, De Bruyne, him, and him and Odegaard both do it. Yeah, yeah. They had a mm. good season on season end too. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, I thought I was expecting like a Saka fall off, but it doesn't seem like it. Nah, he's a fucking good player. Um, yeah. Watching highlights of that game as well, Arsenal were really good at the beginning, but they mate, they conceded some chances. There was a chance early on for Forrest as well, and um, is it Brennan Johnson that plays for them? Or it said it was Johnson as a striker. I don't know if it's Brennan Johnson. I don't know mm. if I'm just. First I name. think it is. Fired it clean over the bar. Um, and they did concede a few chances, and it also Anthony Alanga, obviously a United player, signed for us like 14 mil. He got the assist, mate, for a goal. Fucking good little run down the wing as well, whipped it in. He could he could be a good player for Forest, I think. Like playing on the playing on the counter and stuff like that. Like he is quick. I think mm-hmm. he could be big for this year. And yeah, and definitely. The, uh, my point of Arsenal seeing the chances was obviously last year their defense was unreal, wasn't it? It was yeah. Fucking, I think that's what helped them do so well. Do you think this year maybe their defense is going to shake a little bit? Because if it does, there's no chance of winning the Prem. Well, you've got to think, right? The defense is the first like thing, first like line that gets injured the most. Because obviously they're going into these punching tackles all the time. They're playing all these games, especially in, again in the Champions League. It's different football. Like some of them players are dirty in, in the Champions League. They come up against like an Atletico or something like that, or a Dortmund. This guy getting crunched. Oh, like, like Timber is <laughs> <laughs> like, a small guy. Like he's a good player, but he's small. I can see him getting crunched. Ben White, obviously, we know how rash he is. He can start like doing rushing, starting red card and stuff. Like Tommy Asu's injury prone. Gabriel Magalish. Don't really know. He's a big guy, but he's been benched. <laughs> been pushed to the bench. I don't know. I reckon they can, they can crumble a little bit. Because I have they got rid of Kieran Tony? Is he gone? No, he's still there. He's still there. He's still there. Probably injured. He's still got Zinchenko. Yeah, he's still got Zinchenko. They've still got Zinchenko. They've still got depth, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it'll be as tough as last season. I genuinely think last season was a wonder season. I don't I don't think they can repeat what they did last season. I don't think they'll be top of the league for longer than three weeks in a row this year I don't even think they'll be top of the league once if I'm being honest but if they do get there they won't keep it too many yeah, good teams again like I said before you can't judge too much of the first game they still yeah. won they did still win but yeah, it, was, it wasn't convincing it wasn't, it wasn't yeah it wasn't like they were last year and last year especially mm. the beginning of the season when it is when everyone was like holy fuck Arsenal amazing because they couldn't get like 43 out of the first 48 points or like that yeah um so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how Arsenal do. It's stupid because all their players are young and the signings are made of young players as well. So you'd think they could only get better. Mm. But I think sometimes when the expectation is on as well, that changes things. That's because that's what I thought would happen to Newcastle this year is that now the expectation's up there, then the performance drops all of a sudden. Um, but obviously Newcastle shut me the fuck up straight away. <laughs> the battering of a good team. <laughs> um, so you've got three games left to go through. So let's talk about a serious bottle job of a club. Uh, Brentford and Spurs two all. How how will Spurs handle life without Kane? And can Postecoglou work some sort of magic and get Spurs into European football for next year? Right, we we spoke on it a little bit before. But Charleston is shit. He <laughs> needs to get gone. I don't know what what they were thinking signing him as a backup. 
And I was like, all right, now that Kane's gone, maybe he'll step up, maybe he'll take responsibility. Not a chance. He's he's not the same build as Kane. He's not the same player as Kane. He ain't got. He's got pace. That's why. Like he thinks he's tricky. He thinks he's like good at that. He's not really a bagsman. I prefer. I'd rather have Huming Son up front than Richardson. If I was a Spurs fan, if I was Spurs, I'd rather have him up front because you know he just guarantees you goals. You know he can bag goals. And I just. Uh, I don't rate him. But James Madison's a good signer. James Madison is a good signing. He just needs a good striker. So how, I really appreciate how, yeah. how, how much do you think James Madison is the Kane's there? Because if I was James Madison, I'd be fucking fuming when I see my <laughs> 20 plus assists this season out, out the window and I might get 10 now. Like, no, very yeah. pity for him. They've got to sign a striker before this transfer window ends. Otherwise, I just don't see them challenging once again. Like, how how long was it ago? They got second in the Premier League. Was it 2017, 2018, that's, maybe? That's the season. That's when they got second. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the last time I thought Spurs were there. Like, ever since then, they had a few magic ones like, in the Champions League and stuff. But they're There's just... Few. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll just just program, yeah. But it's like... Son, obviously we know how good he is. Without Kane, I don't think he'll be as impressive this season. Uh, Kulisevsky's good, but he's not like that good. Uh, Madison's a good player. I think he's a good signing. I think he'll suit. Obviously, we we know what I think about Richarlison. Bad, bad player. But the rest of the team is not awful. I think is it is Larice gone now? Larice is gone, right? Yeah, that's something that's got written down. The new keeper's uh, Vicario. Um, yeah, he, he had a bit of a dodgy coming together in that game as well mm. late on, where penalty. Um, he was unlucky as well. I think the second goal Spurs conceded came off of the defender. Like it was, yeah. he was going straight for it that way. And then the keepers, the defenders hit it with his heel and it's gone the fucking other way. So I felt a bit bad for him there. But like, he's a risk, mate. He is a risk. He's a, he's a good player. Yeah, definitely. There was definitely some hype around him. Like, and, and people were talking about him. But, well, I've always taken back. I was going to say, Sometimes you need a middle step, do you know what I mean, before you go to a big club. And then I thought, we talk about Spurs, they are the middle step clubs. Yeah, They're the best middle step club you can actually go to. Like, they aren't a team that's going to be challenging for the Premier League Champions League, really. But yeah. they are a decent club that you'll get some, like, media coverage from being at. Um, let's not talk about Spurs only in this game, no. How will Brenton oh, yeah. out Ivan Tony? See, coming into the season, I was like, yeah, they ain't going to be the same team. Like, last season, they were good. Like, they beat us twice, I think. I think, I think they beat us once at home or something like that. But I don't know. I don't think they'll be the same. I don't I don't think they'll be challenging. I don't think they'll be doing anything like that. I think they'll be like a mid-table team. They won't be amazing, but I don't think they'll be in relegation at all. No way. Nah. No, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think they'd be between ninth and 13th, probably, is where I'd Chuck Brentford in. Yeah. Obviously because there's so many of these teams we talked about, do you know what I mean? Obviously we said Luton and uh, Sheffield United I think will be going down but like uh, Everton, Fulham, Burnley, I think it will be around mm. Bournemouth, West Ham, Forest, all these teams could be around, around the bottom there. So I think a team like Brentford, like they'll be aiming for European spots and top half finish but they're, they're almost just guaranteed as long as they just play all right all season long. Yeah. Like, 
Tom, uh, it's Thomas Frank, isn't it? Their manager, yeah. He, yeah he's a good yeah. manager. Like, I, I don't know. Brentford, Brentford is a team. I, I kind of like that. Brentford is a team that, like, I can't think of the last time my lifetime they're in the Prem, apart from obviously this stretch in the Prem. And I kind of like yeah. it when a team comes in and just goes, yeah, we're a Prem team now. We're going to sit mid table. Yeah, yeah. Like, have a few good players. We're going to have a good manager. Like, what are you going to do about it? But I don't know how. I don't know how they get to that next level now because teams like Brighton and Villa and Newcastle were all like doing so well and getting good players in, and obviously Newcastle, the money they've got. Do you mean I don't? I don't know how Brentford break past them and like the traditional top big six. I mean, maybe yeah. Spurs is the one team out of those nine that I've listed that they could get ahead of, but I just don't see them be able to just get that bit higher. Do you know what I mean? Well, Tony's ban is for eight months, right? That well, did that start last month or two months ago? I'm not sure. But if that ban, oh, is it? Well, if that ban, I don't know if the ban finishes during the season or not. But I think it does. I think it comes back January, February. I think that'll be all right for them if they can hold on, right? They'd like you said, they just play average, but until Tony comes back, Tony can elevate the team to like. Top 10, I reckon. Mm. Because, like, if you're looking at, like, the teams in the Prem, they are better than a lot of the teams that have just come up. They're better than all the teams that have just come up. They're better than most of the teams that were battling relegation last season. Yeah, it's, it's comfortable for them this season, I reckon. They don't even need to make any signings. Like, they can genuinely mm. just stay the same and they'll be all right because they have got a good manager. Mm. Which is weird because I've never heard of him before. Before he came to um, Brentford, I was like, I was surprised. I can't remember who he's at. I think he was at a German team because I think he's German as well. Yeah, he's got to be right. I got a weird. I'll probably be super wrong with this. I got a weird thing that was like fucking Wolfsburg or something like that. But I think I'm wrong. He, I think he was in Germany though. Here we go. So you look it up and he was like, France, <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, I, I thought I. I don't know why in my mind it's like Dortmund, but it definitely isn't. Nah, um, nah there's no way. That'd be fucking crazy changeover. <laughs> you were very wrong. <laughs> you managed Denmark. Is it? That was it? Den- Den- Denmark, under 16, under 17, under 19. That's it, and then you went to Brentford? <laughs> Fuck off. I wrong with That's why. That's what says. Do you think that, because Brentford do the, the money ball thing, don't they? They do all the statistical mm. statistics based transfers on that. Did you think well, yeah, that his, his honours literally is just EFL Championship playoffs with Brentford and Serenka Cup 2010, Denmark under 17s. Oh, I, mate, I hear it, He'd been in the Bundesliga, mate. What the fuck? Yeah, weird. Well, he is Danish and he does, he does look German, but he's Danish, isn't he? Oh, and. The name is kind of German as well. That's what I just assumed it all. Sure. Ah, unbelievable. Um, right, let's move past my embarrassment of completely missed history. <laughs> Thomas Frank, and we're going to probably the biggest game of the weekend. Chelsea Liverpool obviously ended one yeah. all. Both teams had a second goal. Both were disallowed. Um, Chelsea impressed me. Yeah, Liverpool they did much better. Yeah, I mean. I watched- I watched the whole game. I, I did watch the whole game. And Liverpool, uh, I was surprised that they started Jotter in ahead of Nunes. 
I thought this season would be Darwizzi's like time. Do you know what I mean? I I've been my FPL. I thought, oh, I'm gonna get big points oh, for the score. Darwizzi Nunes. Oh, yeah. But nah, he was, <laughs> I don't know. He just wasn't. I don't know. But when he came on, he looked good. Like he had a few chances when he came on. He came on for about 20 minutes at the end. He, he looked all right, but Chelsea did impress me. I'm not gonna lie. I think Enzo's a player. Finally, like it's not just stats. Is it's, yeah, it's not just stats anymore. It's not just, oh, he has the most recovered balls or something like that. That's a good player now. Um, that, that Jackson up front, the weird one. The weird one. I think he's good, yeah. but I feel like they need an established striker. I don't know. It's a weird one. Well, he, I think he is a striker, um, but he did... He yeah he when I was watching that I was, I was thinking he was weird like he that you see that one we had the one on one with um in the second half and yeah, yeah, yeah. so well great um, great run into the box like done well to hold of Canate as well as a big strong guy and then gets in a good position kicks it straight into Allison's chest and I was like yeah oh great like I know I know it's not always easy and he is in a bit of an angle or whatever but he's just, he's a striker and the Chelsea lad that I work with he was like. Oh, he's fucking sick. So I'm getting a fucking attack by a mosquito. Um, he was going, Oh, he's fucking sick. All this. I saw that. Yeah. That's not really what you want to see. Like, like it wasn't even a hat. It wasn't even like a great save from Alisson. You know, he, he can save really well. It wasn't even that. It was just fucking straight into his body. Um, well, that's what I've got written down here, though. Uh, Caicedo makes Chelsea a joke. If they, they did yeah. play very well. And while I was watching that, I was thinking, Fucking hell, if they're going to get Casado here, they're going to be seriously good with Enzo next to him. And I also thought Liverpool were desperate for a DM. So I thought, well, Lavia's going to Chelsea. No, and Lavia's going Chelsea as well. So what yeah. are Liverpool going to do? Who do they sign? Well, when you look, you look at Liverpool's team, I went, when I seen the starting midfielder for they have a striker playing midfield, they've got Slobberstein, yeah. whatever his name is, who was a winger last season for Leipzig. Who's now in the midfield and McAllister, who's a midfielder, fair enough. But they got no holding midfielder there. I don't know who they got. Who they got on the bench? Is it like oh, I can't remember? Let me have a look. Well, they wanted to do Trent playing like um, transitioning into midfield or whatever. Didn't work. I just don't think Trent is going to get back to the hype he was at. But they need a midfielder, and everyone's saying, "Oh no, I go Chelsea instead." It's so peak. It is it's so easy to be a Liverpool fan right now. Literally, if they had Casado in it, even Lavia is not not as good as Casado, but even having him there with yeah. Sabozla, Sabozla can play in the middle. To be fair, he can, but with with him next and McAllister there, with a DM, it would be a good midfield. But yeah, yeah, yeah Cody Gakpo in there. I was like, fucking hell, that that is a striker or a winger. You trap him in the middle, like I I wanted the artist on Cody Gakpo, but I thought that's a fucking weird, weird choice. And Chelsea are now signing fucking Elise as well. Mate, that so them three signers here in the last three days have taken them all like 115 for Casado, um, 35 for Elise, and and like fucking 50 or 60 for Lavia. That's another 200 million they're spending. How where is this yeah, money? It is, man. It's fucking insane. But if you actually look, I seen um I seen a tweet a few days ago. I reckon it was about in the, net, in the last 20 signings, or last 20 transfers, not even signings, it's been about a billion. Mm. In the last 20 transfers, well, that's in, in and out, billion. It's ridiculous. All right. 
talk, talk all you want about City being an oil club, yeah? At least we produce results. They did this last season, beginning of last season, and they're like, what, 11th, 12th? This season, I can't see them challenging for the title, challenging for anything. They're going to be challenging for Champions League. I think it's ridiculous how much money they're spending. And they just loaned Kepa to Real Madrid. So they got Sanchez in there, which is fair enough. I like Sanchez. They got rid of Kepa. Um, Sterling is still playing for them. I think he's a stinker. He was he was bad. Oh, I've always thought you've over, you've been overly snide about Sterling, but he was bad in that Mate, game. Was Sterling, that game. he has his moments, fair enough. Like he's good sometimes, but most of the time he's a shit player. Like he'll say, he'll do the good he'll do the good one on one against like he'll he's beat most players one always. But mate, he can't finish. He can barely dribble. He's he's got pace, but he just has no effort. He's always complaining. He's diving. He's just such an awkward player to watch. Good for England. He was good in for us for a few seasons. But I'm so glad we got rid of him. And I'm happy that Chelsea fans are finally seeing. That he ain't that. He ain't that guy. That guy. They need that guy. And I swear, isn't Lukaku still on their books technically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's peak. That is kind of big. I. I don't like Lukaku. I think he's a bit of a knob end. I think he's been really snide to a lot of the clubs he's been at, including United. But that, that, what I was asking, like, that, that hits home. <laughs> um, with Sterling there as well, not great, not where he used to be. Who replaces him? I think yeah, Lidrick is not poo. Good. I do think yeah, Lidrick he is like, he's quick, but he's poo. Or like, right, I'll, I'll get cut up now, and this, will, and this season he'll fucking become absolutely unbelievable. But I've not seen anything good from him at Chelsea so far. And if anything, based on Elise, he might be better in there than even Mudrick. Yeah, Mudrick, he finally shows that this Ukrainian league is a joke. 80 million for the best player from the league. And he's so, he's just, he's not good. He's pace, I get that. Like, he's fast. He's a fast guy. <laughs> That's it. His shot mm. is woeful. His dribbling's not even up to scratch. I think the Ukrainian league should never get players straight from there in the Premier League. I think it's a joke, really. Now, the only one that was successful was Fernandinho. Shout out. Legend. Fred? Come on Sorry, now. Man. Forgot, forgot about him. Fred. Not <laughs> 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 just moved on for like fucking 8 million quid and they want over 30 million for, for Scott McTominay. I'm thinking, you've got this the wrong <laughs> way around, boys. Fred is way better than McTominay is. Like, how <laughs> does that work? Oh. Um, I've also got written down here for Chelsea. Will Pochettino be a bottle job once again? Let's be real. Yes, he plays nice football. Yes, he seems friendly, but he's bottled it in every big game and every big job he's ever had. He didn't do well at PSG. Yeah. I know a lot of managers don't, but most managers do better than he did still. And I just, I even wrote down here. That with Caicedo, I actually think they could be a threat at the top of the league. But the reason I don't think they'll be a threat at the end of the season is because of their, by then, Poch will start losing his fucking mind and will bottle it, I think. Well, when you say bottle, yeah, I think the thing is, what are we expecting from Chelsea this season? Because I'm not expecting them to challenge at all. If they challenge, they are overachieving, in my opinion. But like if, they, if they get top three, yeah. they're overachieving. Yeah, but challenging, challenging up till 
February wouldn't. I don't think that would surprise me. They've got so many players. They don't have any European football to worry about. You know, they can focus entirely on the league. And that's what, and they they did play very well against Liverpool. I mean, Liverpool were pretty lackluster, but still had their moments. Uh, but Chelsea well impressed me. And I think if you add Caicedo in that team, Chelsea are a serious team. Then um, I think honestly, I think Caicedo they could be they. No, they they could easily beat Arsenal, I think, with their Carcedo in their team. I actually think they could. Yeah. I, do yeah have I, look, I look forward to the game. I look forward to the City-Chelsea game and the, the Chelsea-Arsenal-Chelsea-United games. Because those are the games that will tell. Like, mm. Obviously, this is probably the biggest game of all the week one games, Chelsea-Liverpool. But, as you said, Liverpool, lackluster. I feel like they're still figuring things out. They've got, what, six strikers? No, six forwards, shall I say, and two midfielders. They need to sort something out. I mean, Curtis Jones is literally the best holding midfielder or something like that. Harvey yeah, Elliott, yeah. Curtis Jones, oh, McAllister. A joke. They need to sign or they need to figure something out. Or force yeah. Trent there. We, we've got to talk about as well. Klopp's shoestring budget. Striking again when you offer £111 million for Carcedo. Stop telling me about net spend. Stop telling me they don't have money. They do have fucking money. They just don't yeah. know where to spend it. Like, it's good to not spend them. Like, we see what United do, you know, throw money up the wall all the time and fucking waste it. But let's stop pretending that Liverpool don't have money like they do. They do spend big cancers. They do it. They do it all the time. It, almost every year, they've done at least a £70 million player, like at least £70 yeah. million or more one player. And it makes me laugh that they... They push back on Lavia for fifty million and act like it's too much, and then offer all that for Casado. And like they've got that That's much money sitting there, they've got that much money sitting there. Like United looking at Amrabat, yeah, for like twenty-five million, they should be signing tomorrow. They've got the money sitting there. They should just come in and go, "Fuck United, he's thirty, take him." And Lavia, they should have gotten across the line and taken the two players that could do a defensive job for eighty million, rather than even offering the hundred eleven for Casado. Like Casado's amazing. And you would make their team unbelievable, but actually, the lack of midfielders they got, having Lavia and Amrabat, they just need somewhere. Yeah. Well, do you know? I think it started. This all started with Jude Bellingham moving by everyone. I'm not even gonna lie. All these Liverpool fans, like, all these Liverpool fans, they were saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna sign him. We're not paying too much." And they said, "Oh, we can't afford Bellingham." But then you offer 110 million for a brand. Like, come on. Like, they, they need to get the priority straight. I don't get the whole... Yeah, I don't get the whole clock complaining thing because he's complaining about something that they have. It just makes no sense. It, he loves a complaint. He absolutely loves it. You see, see that he had fucking said years ago when we signed Pogba, like, oh, uh, when, when, when clubs are spending 95 million on the midfielders, they, but if, if I ever spend 95 million on the midfielder, I'll retire or I'll, I'll quit. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> then. Go on and you fucking complainer, because I'm not ready to hear your complaints when you lose a game this season. I, my mate, my best mate's a Liverpool fan. He obviously loves him. I know why Liverpool fans love him. He's obviously done very well with the club. But fuck me when he complains. After, I mean, Pep could do yeah. it as well. I get it. They're serial winners that all they want to do is win. But the fucking complaints when they lose. Mate, <laughs> it's terrible. Like, just, just grow up. Don't be such a fucking baby. Like, Klopp, ever since, ever since he said that you're not going to get too many penalties... I was telling my barber earlier, mate. I think last season in the Prem, we did not have one of the lowest penalty counts in the whole Premier League last season. I think we honestly had like three or four in the Prem. Like we mm. had fucked all, yeah. Ever since yeah. Klopp complained that we got too many penalties, we've had none. 
and Liverpool had fucking loads of penalties. And I'm just like, well, where's your, where's your fucking complaints now? You're not going to go at yourself getting too many penalties, are you? Twat. Give you, come on, <laughs> do you big, uh, your big smile on your glasses. Let's move on. Liverpool won. Yeah, I'm say. <laughs> and end this podcast with probably one of the most boring and also unexpected games of the weekend. Yeah. The final game, my team, Manchester United, somehow beating Wolves 1-0. And my top line written this is, Wolves couldn't hit water if they fell out of boat. So many <laughs> chances. So fucking many chances. And like, I know I had a good game. He maybe made one really good save. And all the rest of them, I'll be like, yeah, hands on, 100%. Mm. How are Wolves going to win any games when they literally can't score with 23 shots? No. They need they need a, a Jimenez-type player again. I, when they signed that Huang He Chang guy, I was like, he could do something in it. I'm sure he scored on his debut or something like that. I was like, all right, here we go. He's just been on the bench ever since or something like that. He's been a rotation player, I think. They need someone that needs to be a goal scorer because the way they play, they need like a, a target man. They ain't got that. Who have they got I'm up front? Sure. Haven't they got like a. Didn't you play for PSG got- or something? I think they've got that. Is it Fabio Silva, the young one with the curly hair? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I'm sure they've also got um, Gonzalo Guedes, mate. He he was a PSG. He's a Portuguese mm. guy. He's decent, mate. He, I don't think he was even anywhere near it. Neto looked good, to be fair. Um, I think they've still got Podence as well, mate. He looked he look pretty good back yeah. in there. I remember game and thinking, fucking hell, he looks all right. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't... It's unbelievable like how they can be so... Bad in front of goal. Most shots we conceded since like 2005 or something in the Prem, I couldn't even get one goal. Not one goal. It's mad. This, that's mental. That is unbelievable. And I don't, I, I, like people, people obviously talk a lot about the penalty in that and lip balls being unlucky. But in my mind, fuck them. If they couldn't score a goal with that many shots, like I'm sorry, you don't, you don't deserve to win the game. Like I remember years ago, I remember years ago, United drew two all. I think we were fucking. It might have been Villa, mate, when fucking Adbom Lahore and Darren Bent played for him, yeah? We drew two all, and Darren Bent scored like really late on, or like right after we got took one, two one up. And in that game, we put like 95 cross in the box, and I was going, oh, United were so unlucky not to win. I was going, no, we got exactly what we deserve for being fucking poo in the box the whole yeah. game. Like, if you miss that many chances and waste the ball that much, I don't think you do deserve to get the point. Like, it's actually... Do you mean, if you... If this was the other way around and United had battered Wolves and Wolves won 1-0, everyone would be having a go at United going... Yeah, yeah, 100%. Have they not, have they not won this game? Have they not scored the goals? All this, all that. But because Wolves maybe should have had a penalty at the end and lost 1-0, oh, oh, don't we feel sorry for Wolves? Oh, they deserve something. All this, all that. Like, no, no. I, I don't. I don't agree with that. Yeah, I think they're they're a bad team. That game, anyway, they were really bad in front of goal. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, surely this one's going in. Surely, surely. And then none of them went in. A few of them skied Rose. I was like, how is this happening? And then United get that goal at the end. I'm thinking, right, I see what it's going to be like with Wolves this season. It's going to be another season of Literally. missed chances, wasted chances, and then they're going to. Just cry about it because they they could genuinely be in the relegation battle again because of how bad they are in front of goal. 
But they've got good players, mate. And they actually played some good football. Like, they had a few knocked together, mm-hmm. as were unreal. But at no point, there was maybe two shots that would go, like that. Yeah. But beyond that, every time they got into box, I just went, here we go. Straight into it. <laughs> yeah, it was never, they just weren't a threat like that. Like I said, ever since Jimenez lost his way and got, like, injury, they just have not been able to score goals. Like before that, they were foreign, weren't they? And he was the one getting them goals, and then they were solid at the back. That would get them through games. They desperately need a striker. And in all fairness, United also desperately need a striker. Obviously, we've got Hoyland in. Marshall is fit, apparently. How long will he be fit for? Maybe 20, 25 minutes of a game. Um, and I, I would say that everyone's saying, yeah, Wolves had all the, all the shots, whatever. United made a lot of chances. And we were screaming for a striker to be in there. There were so many balls like across the front post that no one's on, um, in the air that no one's on. Like I like Rashford, he's a left winger, he's not a striker. Yeah, he's like, not a striker. How many plays a shame. There's no focal point. No. It's a shame, really, because you know what? He's a he's got a shot on him, he's got a serious shot. But he's better yeah. off when he cuts in and shoots. He's better off taking players on like that and even putting crosses into the box. I don't know anything about the striker you signed, but all I know is that he's not a bagsman. He paid all this money and he doesn't really get that many goals. So, I can no, see what it's like. his goals per game isn't terrible, but he hasn't. What is he hasn't played that many games? So he basically yeah. came into he signed for Atlanta last summer. He started playing for him in like January, and I think he got eleven or twelve league goals between January and the end of the season. Obviously in the Serie A. And, it's not too bad, yeah. And he had, um, he played for Denmark and he got a brace and a hat trick in like two games in like fucking Euros qualifier or something like that. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's six foot two or six foot three and he's fucking rapid. Yeah, That's he's right. literally an upgraded Woot Wegos. He's literally an upgraded version. He's better in every anyone, single category. Anyone up top is an upgrade on Wout Wegos. Let's be fucking real. Let's not even talk about that, man. I, mate. This will make you laugh. That FA Cup final, obviously, I was on holiday when it was on. We were watching that mm. out in Zandy. And I wanted to fucking blow my brains out when Walt Weggors yes. and Harry Maguire got subbed on in the 75th minute and we were losing anyway. <laughs> and I just leave now because there's no way that them two make a difference in this game and make us fucking win. Um, but let's keep it on this season. Casemiro. What are your thoughts on Mason Mount, actually? Quite, I do have to forward a little bit. Mason Mount, yeah. what are your thoughts? It was a weird signing. I, yeah, I've never been the biggest fan in the world, um, but I did think if he can play like he did for Chelsea, not last season but two seasons before that, then I'm like, fucking oh great, it's a decent little player. Mm. And I get that Ericsson needed to replace him because even though Ericsson's really good, he doesn't have the legs. And if yeah. it's him and Casemiro, two older players trying to control a game in the middle, they can only do it against bad teams. And when we come against good teams. It's too leggy. So I get, I got how Mount is kind of similar to Ericsson and how he's just like a younger version of, but he wasn't, he wasn't amazing yesterday. He did have a few nice bits, did actually put a fucking good challenge in at the back as well and carried the ball out well, which I did like. And I'm going to give him, I'm give him time. He does need to find his Chelsea form desperately if he wants to be a success. Yeah. I think you know what it was? The people that gassed up Mason Mount the most were serious England fans and Chelsea fans. Everyone mm. else, they, they rated him for a few few games, few weeks, few months, whatever. But after that, just he was bang average. He was never like that guy. Everyone's calling him Starboy, Chelsea fans. 
And then you ask me, mm. loves Mason Mount two years ago. Mm. Now, now he's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a snake, hate him. Get out of my club, never come back. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I, do think, I do think Chelsea fucking chill out. I was hearing a lot of them going, oh, I fucking hope he does his ACL. Oh, hello. Going, I fucking hope he does his ACL. Hope he break. Hope yeah, he break. yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, boys. Like, I know you're not happy about him leaving the club, but fucking chill out. That is that's quite harsh. Like, it's a bit unnecessary. Um, but the midfielder I did want to talk about before you so rudely cut me off trying to talk about Mason Mount was actually Casemiro. Oh, I love Casemiro. I think he's been unbelievable for us. But yesterday, really good on the ball, like passing, unreal. Second half, he was so leggy and he was just getting run past. Like, he was fucking, mm. he, he was fucked. We need to sign Amrabat yesterday. Like, he needs to get in this team now because when it's the 65th minute and he and Casemiro is fucked, you either need to bring on Amrabat to play next to him to, like, give him some support or replace him straight in November. Like, you can't play these. You can't, especially considering there's about to be two games a week, he can't, you can't be, we can't be expecting Casemiro oh, yeah. to play every game, 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the fact that Casemiro, he plays pretty much by himself, right? I've seen a, a screenshot today. He was, for a lot of the game, he was controlling midfield by himself because Fernandes and Mount are so like, attacking. Yeah, he controls mm-hmm. midfield himself. There's no way you can expect him to do that two games a week. Like no. 60 plus minutes, no way. So, yeah, game. you do. Yeah. Couldn't even do the full game of that game. Yeah, but when it gets later on, I reckon he will be a half time player. Like, you take him mm-hmm. off or bring him on at half time because he's getting old. And I've seen photos before the season started and he was getting <laughs> the chip shot yeah, back. Yeah. He looked like boss man. Yeah, but I think, I think if you had Amra back there to play next to him, so he didn't have to do yeah. all of the hard work. Then he can play the 90 minutes because you've got the two of them there. Like, especially if we come into the fucking Etihad, yeah, and we're playing Mount and Casemiro. Casemiro's fucked. He's going to be getting done all game. I mean, like, we need a solid defensive midfielder who can also pass the ball. Like, I would have taken Tonali, mate, 100%. I would have fucking bit yeah. an Tonali. Like, him next to Casemiro or instead of Casemiro, it would have been fucking great. Like, no problem at all. Um, you know what? They're just... We need them fucking new owners, man. These glazers are taking a piss. Like that—that's what annoys me the most about this window is that I know if Qatar had been in there, Maguire, McTominay, all these players would be gone, and we would have signed some fucking unbelievable players. Like we just—you just know it. We would have got Kane. We, pro- yeah. we probably would have kept Onana. Then we would have gone for a Tenali, maybe, or like a Caicedo. Do you know what I mean that's the kind of window we would have had if we'd had the new owners? But instead, we've got these fucking American leeches still hanging around, man. They announced sale in like November, December, and they're still there. They're taking the fucking pitch. Yeah. But let's end on a positive. Yeah, Onana, a bit lucky to not give the penalty away. In all fairness, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it's as stonewall as everyone else has acted like and said it was because it, it, he didn't punch a bloke in the face. Like it was, it was head to head. I mean, he's yeah, he kind of just fell back. into him. Yeah. He's he's just looking at the ball all the way and and mm. and flies. He should have done it. It was reckless, but he didn't actually hit the player. Who hit the ball either, which definitely helps him out. Um, but he was very good. He did ping yeah. a ball went straight into Ganacho's feet in their half, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> "You finally <laughs> got a keeper with good feet." <laughs> hey, it was weird to not be De Gea though. I'm telling you, it was fucking mm. weird for me. Like, I've always been a fan of De Gea. You know, I defended him all of last season, and I always will. Yeah. But mate, it's been 12 years. Like all, 
like I think 12 years ago for me I was 12 that's when I started watching football like a lot like taking it a lot more seriously mm. the whole time that I've been watching United and taking it proper seriously it's always been always hairy, been hairy, hairy yeah. and now I see someone else in there and know that it's not because he's injured or he's got a card or something like this is a new keeper it was weird but but you know yeah. what? All, all in all, it was a good good debut. Good Premier League debut. He handled... Because obviously he's used to the pressure. Like he's played in big leagues and played well, Champions League and stuff. But good, We're used good to Premier League football. Had a pretty good game. Yeah, well, I mean, fair enough. I think he'll do bits for you for now. Um, as long as he doesn't get anything like injury or anything like that, he'll do bits this season for you lot. Definitely. Who's your back with? It's still Dean Henderson. Uh, yeah, Dean Henderson's there at the moment because um, Tom Heaton would be the backup, but he's injured. Because I think they were trying to sell Dean Henderson. And they were trying to sell Dean Henderson because he could obviously get a bit of money for him. But yeah. now Tom Heaton on injury, I don't think they're going to sell him. But that's another bit of just stupid Glazer economics because sell Dean Henderson. You can get 20, 25 million yeah. for him. That's Amrabat. That's, that's all in. That's all for him. And that's the player we need way more. We literally just sold, um, not many people know about this, but we just sold one of our youth keepers, I think his name was like Kovar or something like that, to Levin, I think, for like 9 million. And now I'm looking at that going, mm. it is with a buyback clause in all fairness, but I'm going, why have you sold him and kept Dean Henderson when you could have kept him, at least for this season, as the backup keeper and yeah. sold Dean Henderson for 25 million rather than taking 9 million with a buyback clause in case he gets really good? Like just sell Dean Henderson for 25 now. Forest. Yeah, because realistically, O'Neill's going to play most games, and like in Europe, and that he's going to play Premier League, he's going to play. Mate, the only mate. thing you have to worry about is Carabao Cup and FA Cup. It's like it's mate, not that bad. Ten Hag, Ten Hag plays his best team all the time. Ten Hag, all, all <laughs> yeah, true, true. You don't fuck around. If O'Neill doesn't get a red card of injury, he will play every single United game this season, mm. almost guaranteed. Like maybe, maybe Tom Heaton or Dineson gets. Two starts. Like I honestly think that that'd be their best. Um, but yeah, so that was our wrap up of the first week of the Premier League. Next week, I don't know what any of the games are apart from United, and we are playing Tottenham, so we can see so how bad Tottenham or United actually are going to be this season. I'll do a quick run through of the games next week, and then we'll talk about them when it happens. So first game is Forest Sheffield United. Boring. Or I'm not going to watch that. I'll see what happens. Luton Burnley has been postponed because they haven't got the stadium once the scratch, which is ridiculous. Because I just see how much, I want to see how much better Burnley are than Luton. So I mean, see if they just fucking smoke them. <laughs> uh, Liverpool Bournemouth. That will be hopefully Liverpool will get the shit together, get a win on the board. Uh, Wolves Brighton. See him lose, but uh, yeah, we'll see. You'd expect it to be better, yeah. Yeah, Wolves Brighton. Mm. Brighton, yeah. this week, wait, we should let's do predictions. So then, when we come back next week, we can know how how much. Okay, know cool, 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 cool. Forest United. Two one Forest. Uh, yeah, yeah. How about that? Liverpool Bournemouth. I reckon three 0 I was just thinking three 0 as well. Yeah, three 0 Liverpool. Uh, Wolves Brighton. 2-0. 2-0 Brighton. 3-0 Brighton. 3-0 Brighton. Fulham-Brentford's the next one. 
I have one one. I can tell you no Brentford. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, your club, Tottenham United, what do you reckon? It's hard to say. Like, we could literally come out and absolutely smack them. Like, it could be 3 0. That's really good, yeah. Last year, and we fucking destroyed them. Then we could also come out and lose like 1 0. Um, I'll go. I'll go two one United. Keep it tight. Yeah, you know what? I reckon. I say one 0 United. I'm not gonna lie. I reckon it'll be close. Low score uh, again. United yeah. just by one goal this year. <laughs> the next game is actually like a big game. City Newcastle. That's Ooh, a big game. That. That's tough. I reckon you. I, I reckon we win it, but with Kev not there. I'm going to say 2-1. I'm going to say 2. I reckon Isaac, I reckon Isaac gets a goal. I might go 3-2. I might go big. Yeah, big, I hear that. I hear that as well. It's going to be Harlem 3-1. I feel like, obviously, because of Newcastle's win this week, you're thinking, oh, they're going to fucking smoke teams. But <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I reckon 3-2. Uh, next one, Villa Everton. Boring, but Villa yeah. will win that. 3-1 at least. Yeah, 3-1, yeah, 2-1, I reckon. Watkins and Jarby both to score as well. I'll even chuck that in there. <laughs> uh, West Ham, Chelsea. I reckon 3-0 Chelsea. I was going to say 3-0 Chelsea as well, yeah. Yeah, I reckon I'll step it up. And then the last game of the game week is Arsenal Palace. Oof. Palace didn't look terrible, to be fair, the other day, but... Mm. But then, my Arsenal only two one against Forest. Mate, don't want to say two one again and wind up Freddie too much. We'll say three one Arsenal. We're two nil. Two nil Arsenal. I'll I'll go three one. I reckon Palace get a jammy goal or something. Odds and Edward just out of nowhere, top corner. <laughs> All right, that's our predictions for next week. So we'll come back to it, and hopefully. We ain't too bad, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully we're not too bad. Every single one is wrong. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see who wins this next week. But that is, so that's the end of so season three of Power Pitchers. Yeah, season Start. three. Fixture week one, done. Let's see how the season goes. Let's all fit, cross our fingers that City don't win another treble because no one wants to see that. Everyone wants um, to see that. I, I just don't want to see it because I don't want to see the crowd go mild again when you just want to fucking oh, fuck you know. <laughs> that, that video was a disgrace I've never seen anything <laughs> you honestly think it's an under sixes tournament like woohoo we've won the Champions League going to treble that was it fucking dire man <laughs> I can't even hear you